anticipated meetup between Yaakov and Esav and Yaakov was afraid that there would be a war so Esav ran towards Yaakov and he embraced him and he fell on his, his throat on his neck and he kissed him and they cried Rashi quotes the word and he embraced him and as Mepharash he explains his Compassion came out when he saw Yaakov. Mishtachav that Yaakov, as he was approaching Esau, was bowing down again and yet again. So Esau, seeing all of this, all these, uh, uh, you know, that Yaakov bowing down so many times, so he felt a feeling of compassion, and therefore he embraced him. The nochazemaitik demvart. Then he quotes the word and he kissed him, and as Mifarishin explains, Nokud Olav, there are dots in the Torah, there are dots on the word So there is a machlaikis between in regards to this matter, what it means, what those dots signify. And where is this found? In the Braisa of Sifri. Some expound these dots to mean that he didn't kiss him wholeheartedly. But Rav Shimon and Yechoi said, it's a rule, <coughs> it's well known that Esav hates Yaakov. So then why did he kiss him? But his feelings of compassion came were warmed towards Yaakov. Uh, at that moment, and he kissed him wholeheartedly. So we have to understand. When it comes to the word, and he embraced him, Rashi interprets it strictly, according to the second interpretation, in the second one, which is over there he explains that there are two opinions. And the second one is that he, f- he embraced him, that he kissed him with his whole heart. So when he talks about and he embraced him, he simply says he felt a feeling of compass- compassion at that time. And that's what he leaves it at. But he doesn't write what he and he embraced him might mean according to the first interpretation that he didn't kiss him with his whole heart. So then when he embraced him, it would be something similar to that, that he didn't embrace him with his whole heart. Why does Rashi not explain both opinions by when he explains that he embraced him? <coughs> it's difficult to say as Rashi, and it's difficult to say that Rashi is relying, the next Rashi is going to tell you about this difference of opinion, so over there you'll know already that there's a difference of opinion about what Vayishakeu means that he kissed him. As that he didn't kiss him with his whole heart. Therefore, you would by extension know that back there where it said and he embraced him, it also wasn't real. So you can't say that Rashi relies on what he says later. Because in regards to any kid, the word meaning he kissed him, 
the, the Pasuk notes with the dots that it puts on the word that there's something special going on with this kiss. If I raise to be able to teach you this lesson that it wasn't real, according to this opinion. But where it says, and he embraced him, there are no dots. So there's nothing to say that it does, it's not meant literally. So you can't rely on what he wrote later. So therefore Rashi should have explained what embracing Ace of embracing Yaakov means according to the first interpretation just like he explains and he embraced him what it means according to the second interpretation that he felt real compassion at that time so why doesn't he say what does the first opinion feel about and he embraced him what happened when he embraced him Beis we also have to understand in in regards to the uh, the second Rashi where he, he, the one that he kissed him why does Rashi need two interpretations here even more Rashi is when Rashi says as an introduction to the two opinions he says there are there is a difference of opinion on this matter which is not what he normally writes. Normally he writes one opinion and then he tells you the second opinion. But here he gives an introduction. There are two p- opinions on this matter. What does he mean to say when he says that? Is mashma, he's teaching us that that both of these uh, opinions have equal importance or equal impact on the simple meaning of the, of the Pasuk. When he simply gives you two opinions it usually means that the first opinion he feels is more closer to the simple meaning, and but there are certain questions about it, so he gives another opinion, which may be a little further from Pshutu Mikra, but it answers the problem posed by the first one. But when he writes, there are two opinions of the matter as an introduction, it means that he's giving them equal standing in Pshutu Mikra. Thus haste, in other words, Nishvi al Haragil, not as he normally at the way Rashi talks, when Rashi brings or the when Rashi brings two or even more interpretations or common uh, opinions, other man do amrim. In velches is in velches is adam asdo kumem merer pirushim. On velche, without telling you ahead of time that there are more than one explanation about this opinion on this. Was dam bringte dem ersten pirush or the man do amafrir. And then he brings one opinion first, because he feels that that one is closer to the simple meaning of the Pesukim. But when Rashi writes this introduction, before he gives you the, the two opinions, like in our case, where he says, that he says that there is a difference of opinion on this matter, some similar expression, which it would seem he doesn't really have to tell you if he's going to tell you the two in, uh, opinions why does he have to tell you I'm going to tell you two opinions so the reason is because he wants to give them equal standing is the the introduction is in order to indicate that both interpretations are equal in regards to their connection to the so that leaves the question 
the Pirush when Yeshe Darshu Nakudazu Lemish Lenoska Bachalibe, the opinion that those that interpret these dots to tell you that he didn't really kiss him wholeheartedly, he didn't really mean it sincerely, is Merba Pashtus seems to be more closer to the simple meaning of the Psukim. Because dots on a word are meant to dial back the meaning of that word. The meaning of the word is he kissed him. The dots dial it back. Well, he didn't really mean to kiss him and so on. is in As we find the dots on top of a word in other cases in Chumash. In Sifri, which the Sifri, the Sifri actually quotes those other places, Baloshna Sifri, as the Sifri puts it, Kayotzebay, in a similar way as we find in different places, so is also the same here. And it also fits better into the simple meaning of the word of the Pasuk, where Esav is not a friend of Yaakov, and he hates Yaakov, and Yaakov is afraid, and all of a sudden he's kissing him, so it makes sense that he, when he kissed him, it wasn't sincere. But according to is Nishglatik, that leaves questions. What is being, Rabbi says, that the word means that he kissed him sincerely. So then what do you need dots for? What do the dots add to this case? The word Vayishakeu means he kissed him. To tell us that the word he kissed him really means he kissed him, for that you don't need dots to emphasize it. If it means the word itself means he kissed him. That is the simple meaning of he kissed him. So why do you need dots to tell you that he really kissed him? Some commentaries explain as does Gufa that this is in fact what Rashbi is trying to tell us. because it's a rule that Asaf hates Yaakov. therefore So therefore, for us to understand that when Asaf kisses Yaakov, it's not really sincere. That's the default position. Of course he's not kissing him sincerely. He hates him. So for that you don't need dots to tell you that he didn't kiss him, because that's the reality. Does Voltman Alein that we would understand our, on our own if we're told that Esav is suddenly kissing Yaakov, of course he doesn't mean it sincerely. Nor the Nikud Bavai, so therefore the dots on the word indicate then the opposite that in this case even though you would expect that he would never kiss him sincerely the dots tell you no it was sincere that's what the dots are telling you that's how they explain it but according to this interpretation is the so then the dots do not dial back the meaning of the word and he kissed him, but to the contrary they emphasize even more that he kissed him the dots re-emphasize the meaning of the word and he kissed him, where normally the dots on a word sort of uh, soften the meaning of that word and that doesn't fit with the way dots um, 
are interpreted in the rest of the Torah. Though Rashi brings what Rashi says, was the Nikud is memayed and taken from the Teva Menukedes. Rashi explains that uh, elsewhere that the dots they diminish the meaning of that word, and they soften the meaning of that word. But according to this interpretation, they re-emphasize that the word really means what it says, which is the opposite. Then the question is, why then does Rashi bring the second interpretation? And not only does it bring it as a secondary interpretation, when it doesn't seem to fit with the Pshudosh Mikra as well. And not only that, but he even gives the introduction, that there is a difference of opinion here, which tells us as the Pirish is B'pshudosh Mikra Shakul Sumeshun Pirish, which makes lays down the uh, the rule that these two interpretations uh, opinions are equal in their shutashal mikra connection and therefore we have to understand how is the second opinion according to shutashal mikra it seems to be removed from shutashal mikra although it's true that both of these um, opinions are written in the sifri it's not Rashi's business to quote every drasha of Chazal. Just because it's written there doesn't mean that Rashi has to quote it here. The only thing he really quotes from Medrash or elsewhere is those things which are important for us to stand. So therefore it's irrelevant that it's actually written in Sifri because there are many things written in many places and Rashi doesn't quote them we also need to understand the following these two um, opinions on the word whether it's sincere or not are brought not only in Sifri but in other Midrashim as well why does Rashi choose the Sifri as the one to quote and not only does he quote it from Sifri, but he even tells us that but he even tells us that it's written in Sifri. He tells us where he's taking the comment from. Which normally Rashi doesn't need to tell you where it's coming from. He just simply tells you the two opinions. Over here he makes a, a point of pointing it out. The same difference of opinion is quoted in Bereshis Rabba. Alasar in the right on the pasuk, the oichen of also in avister abnosen, which is also has the same two opinions. So bishleim of Rashi brings nishbei the days from Bereishis Raba. We can understand why Rashi doesn't quote both opinions from Bereishis Raba. Yeshleima, we could answer it in this way: vile because the tzveita day adart, the second opinion over there, which is the opinion of Rabbi Yanai, das Rabbi Yanai, where he says, He didn't come to kiss him, which is the word lenoshkoi, but rather to bite him, which is lenoshkoi with a chaf rather than a kuf. But Hashem made a miracle. The throat, uh, neck of Yaakov Avinu became shalshayish, became like um, marble, it became hard, he couldn't bite, and so on. So we can understand why Rashi doesn't want to quote that one, it, because it's nishmasim im mikra. That isn't really a pshudish mikra thing that Yaakov's neck turned to to marble. 
in and also to say that he that he was wanted to bite him that it's it sort of moves away from the simple meaning of the pasuk. It goes to a further extreme than whether he kissed him sincerely or not. Here he's trying to say he bit who tried to bite him. And another thing according to this is the Nikud from the word. Again, Rashi says that the dots on the word they are there to soften the meaning of the word. And here that doesn't happen. It completely negates the word and he kissed him. Totally removes it. As if he's erasing that word. Totally transformed the word into he bit him. <coughs> so he, we understand why he didn't want to quote the Bereshus Rabbah. First of all, he could have quoted the first opinion of, from Bereshus Rabbah. Das of Shimon and Eliezer, which is the opinion of Shimon and Eliezer, Malamet Shenichmer Urachmav Ba'Isah Shah. From this we learn that his that he felt a feeling of compassion at that moment. V'Noshke B'Cholibel, and he did in fact kiss him sincerely. That's the first opinion there. V'Zdos is Dochazavira Deraj Das Rashbi, which is exactly the opinion, in fact, almost the words that Rashbi uses. In Sifri, Ovefrat Noch as Das Rash Rabshimin Lozer is them in them Indian and Nikud, the whole Makam Shatamitsa, Kosov Rabal and the Kuda at the Dairish. Especially that this whole teaching about the dots on the top of a word that was taught by Rabshimin Lozer. So it was really his opinion about this. So therefore, he would be the person to quote on this matter. He says it, he teaches it. Um, that wherever the wherever you find wherever you find that the words without dots are more than the words with dots you you emphasize those letters which don't have dots uh, dots but if there are more letters with dots then you emphasize the words with the dots that's what he teaches about this matter. So this teaching of Rav Shimon Menelazer, in fact, Rav Shimon quotes that very teaching in Bereshus Rabbah before he explains what he means. And Rashi has already quoted this Rav Shimon in association with this teaching. So why wouldn't Rashi quote him as the one that taught this and instead goes to Sifri to teach what Rav Sh- that Rav Shemamin Yechai taught the interpretation of he, ta- he kissed him sincerely this particular time. No, Yisuf in addition to this, in Ovest Rav Nosem, Shtein Beidadeiz Veloshen Kotzer Ubarer. In Ovest Rav Nosem, both of these opinions are brought very succinctly, clearly and succinctly. Malamet Shulein Oshka Be'emes. One opinion is from this we learn that he did not kiss him sincerely. Short and sweet. Rav Shimon Lazar Emer was Rav Shimon Lazar's Nashikazushal Emes. This kiss was sincere. Vukulam Einishal Emes. Whereas in all other all other interactions which Esav had with Yaakov, it wouldn't have been sincere. So the officer of Lassen has it so succinctly. Why doesn't Rashi quote it from there? Hainfavos is Rashi Medayik. So therefore. To summarize, why does Rashi make the point here? Number one, he quotes the Sifri. Number two, 
to he tells us that it comes from the Sifri Vyashchelkin, but Brice of the Sifri, pointing out that this is all found in Brice of the Sifri, which is not common for Rashi to do, unless he has a reason. Number three, Subrengin Oichdem Nama from Balamaimer, he also tells us who are the opinions, who they're said by, Vieras in Sifri, as it's found in Sifri, at least Rashbi, that it was Rashbim in Yechoi. And usually, again, Rashi doesn't tell us who said it unless there's something to be learned from the fact that we know that who said it. <coughs> Number four, why does he make the point of to say it? He starts this thing off, the rule is that it's known that Esav hates Yaakov. Why does he have to say that? Why is it important to know over here about this rule? especially that at the, the conclusion of Rashi which is actually from Bereshit Rabbah as well found in Bereshit Rabbah as well but we learn from here that at that moment that particular moment he felt a feeling of compassion and has kissed him sincerely from just by saying from this we learn that at this particular moment he meant it sincerely what does that teach you? that normally he doesn't mean he would never kiss him he wouldn't kiss him sincerely so we understand already that Esav hates Yaakov so why does he have to lay down a rule that it's a rule that Esav it's known that Esav hates Yaakov we know it from the words just a few words later that that's the case it would seem that we could give the answer to these questions, at least the um, the recent questions, that uh, about the way Rashi phrases it, uh, why he brings from Breshis Rabbins uh, from uh, Sifri, Lloyd Bede Deus, because according to both opinions, According to both opinions, the dots are there on the word in order to soften the impact of the word. Their chilik is now the only difference is. If you're of the opinion that he did not kiss him sincerely, so then the, the dots soften the word, he kissed him. Because he didn't really kiss him, it wasn't sincere. But according to the opinion of Rajbi, according to the Rajbi, the dots on the word weaken not the word he kissed him, but rather the are the context. Understanding this kiss in the context, it softens that. What do we mean? In dem pasuk nishikas esav liyakov, when we talk about a kiss that esav gives to Yaakov, the word vayishakeyu softens the meaning of that. If we understand it within that context. Meaning, since we know that Esav hates Yaakov, we would understand that when it says, and he kissed him, meaning when Esav is kissing Yaakov, I would attribute this to the normal kiss that Esav would give to Yaakov, which means it's not sincere. He's kissing Yaakov. Of course it's not sincere. That's what we would assume from the word Vayishakeyu. Because we're talking about Esav kissing Yaakov. 
So therefore, the dots come to tell you, kum the nikud on his and moven from Therefore, the dots come and and sort of soften, take away the impact of what this word he kissed him, Esav kissing Yaakov, which you would assume naturally means he didn't kiss him sincerely. So the dots come and say, no, it doesn't mean it. That's not how you should understand it. It what you would normally attribute to this kiss. Don't attribute it. Take it down a notch. As der was given because in this case it was sincere. So in other words, don't assume that it was insincere as you would naturally assume based on the rule that he hates Yaakov. So over here, the dots soften it. No, he didn't kiss him insincerely. He did kiss him sincerely. Understanding it this way, an alpizes movement based on this, we would now understand. First of all. How both interpretations, both opinions, fit in okay with the the, the uh, function of the dots on top of them. As it's understood in the Shudish Lomikra, as the Nikud kum shvacha machen, the movem from the mvort hamanukad, that the dots soften the meaning of the word that they are on. Number two, which we explained already. Number two, the tam was a bringt euch the zweite deye from Ashbi. The reason that he, the Rashi wants to bring the second opinion, or normally Rashi doesn't bring two opinions to explain things unless there's a need. Why is there a need here? For him loy the esh the deye, because according to the first opinion, as the nikud is machlish the minin and shika bachlau, that the word, the the dots soften the idea of kissing in other words they say it wasn't a real kiss it was an insincere kiss then the, the letter the dot should have been only on the words on the four letters which make up the word he kissed because that it's, it, it's only softening the word kiss not who but according to Rashbi, is moving was that Nikod deserved them Gansim Vodvayishakeyu. It's understood why the He and the Vav, which mean him, he kissed him. So they, over there, you also need the dots because the dots are really meant to soften the point that it's Ace of kissing Yaakov, which you would have assumed is insincere. Therefore, the the dots come to tell you no, it was sincere. In other words, the He and the Vav who are germane to understanding what the dots are softening. But according to the first interpretation, that it's just softening the word, the meaning of the word kiss, because it's not a real kiss, so then the dot should have been only on the letters, vav yuchin kuf, which means he kissed. The him is irrelevant here, because it's just softening the word kiss. Whereas according to the second interpretation, there's, it makes more sense why the dots are on the entire word so therefore Rashi wants to point that out, he brings that because it makes more sense in the way the dots are written and that is a valid reason for Rashi to bring a second uh, second interpretation because if there's a question left by the first interpretation which is why are the dots on the hey vav so it gives you a reason why according to the second interpretation there is an answer to that question Number three, it explains was Rashi bring Tafke the Drosha from Sifri. Why Rashi 
brings the his uh, the the commentary of the Sifri Unishfun Avizaranasan, but rather than the one from Avizaranasan, Val Dafki and Dem Lashon Viyashtet in Sifri, because it's only in the way it's written in the Sifri, which is Allah Hebi Yadosh Eisus Einul Yaakov by pointing out that it's a rule that Eisus hates Yaakov El Shanichem Rurachem Veisushah, but that he felt a feeling of passion, a compassion at that time, Benoshke Bachalibe, and therefore. He kissed him sincerely. That whole explanation ex- expresses what is going on here. As on them nikud, that according to Rashbi, you have to have all, that whole explanation in order to understand how Rashbi sees the dots softening the meaning of the word. You have to know that Esav hates Yaakov, and therefore we would naturally assume that the kiss is not sincere. And that's why the dots come to tell you that it softens the meaning of that kiss is not sincere and turns it into the kiss is sincere. Because you need that introduction to tell you that this kiss is assumed to be like the kiss of an enemy. So the dots come to tell you that it's not the kiss of an enemy in this case. So the officer of Nassim doesn't relate any, any of this. It doesn't relay any of this. The Sifri gives you the whole picture. Now you can understand how the dots prove to eliminate, act to eliminate the meaning of he kissed him insincerely and turns it into he kissed him sincerely. The fourth thing that it would also answer, was a bringt euch dem Namen von Balamayim, that he quotes who said it, specifically that it was Rav Shimon and Yechoi rather than there's a, Rav Shimon and Lazar was the other one Rav Shimon is Dorish time of the crowd the reason is Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon and Yechoi would interpret the meaning of the, of the Psukim the context Rav Shimon would interpret things as they in, from their context as they appear with which other words what's going on around not only simply focusing on the words as in others did it's not just the words themselves and you have to take the words literally and so on and forget the context Rav Shimon was of the opinion you have to see what the context is Vaslofize is moving that according to this we understand which explains to us why in this case he doesn't hold his opinion is not that the words the, the dots diminish the word he kissed him which would make it that he didn't really kiss him but rather as the first opinion holds and if you're only focusing on words, which is not what Rav Shimon does, but if you're only focusing on words, then the word is he kissed him. Never mind who kissed who. The word is he kissed him, therefore here it must mean that he didn't really kiss him. Rav Shimon holds that you have to look at the context. So you need to know who kissed whom. Who are we talking about? Now the Teichem from Vart is Achelik from Nugansan Rab Shimon holds that you have to look at the word as it fits into the context. Since we're talking about Esav kissing Yaakov, that becomes important. 
to understanding what you would have thought the word means, which is that he really it didn't really kiss him, and therefore the dots take away that meaning somewhat, and they say he really did kiss him sincerely. So it's important in order to understand the why you're interpreting the context, because it's Reb Shimon saying this. Reb Shimon always goes with interpreting the word within its context, and that's why here, he, you need to know, it's important for us to know that this is Reb Shimon Yechoi's opinion, which helps us understand how he interprets it the opposite of the other opinion. To continue the explanation, by Yishakeuf and Ace of Tziyakov, because we're talking in the context of Ace of kissing Yaakov is the Dorish time of the crop. He expounds the context of this pasuk, the word within its context, as So therefore, we know this is the kiss of a person that hates him. And therefore, because the dots diminish that meaning of an enemy kissing his enemy, and therefore, allows us to get to the point where we understand that in this case he did do it sincerely. For that you need to know the Ruz Rav Shimon. So there we seem to have already a, a very satisfactory explanation of this Rashi. Hey, of the Pirush is Nishglatik, but this, this answer doesn't really work perfectly. Because in all other places, as we mentioned earlier, where there are dots, the dots de-emphasize the meaning of the word. Is Therefore, it's difficult to say that over here it's not de-emphasizing the word he kissed him, but the context of he kissed him. And that the word becomes doubly emphasized that he did really kiss him uh, sincerely. So that doesn't fit well with how it appears in all other places. In all other places it's diminishing, softening, de-emphasizing the meaning of the word, not the context. In this case, because it's uh, Rav Shbi says that you have to focus on the context, therefore it emphasizes the word and makes the word more that it was sincere. So that's why that's an inconsistency with all the other places where these dots appear in addition to this we still remain with a few questions number one although we know that it's, it comes, he Rashi chose Sifri but why tell us that you chose Sifri why do you have to say where it comes from number two what does Rashi mean it's a rule, it's a halacha, which means it's a halachic rule um, that Esav hates Yaakov. Really, is only, only we, all we need to know is, it's known that Esav hates Yaakov. Why does he have to say it's a rule that Esav hates Yaakov? We know that Esav hates Yaakov. Number three, in in most of the uh, versions of Sifri that we have is the Loshem Bedivri Rajbi Elanebchu. It's written that the his feelings were transformed. Rachma of his compassion was transformed. 
not nichmeru, that they were warm towards Yaakov, but that they were transformed. In other words, normally he had no compassion here, it was transformed. Favosot Rashi, then why does Rashi say this is in Bereshus Rabbah? And for this, he chooses the, the wording in Bereshus Rabbah, Elishan nichmeru rachmav. Why does he suddenly change away from the way the Sifri says it and quotes it the way it's written in Bereshus Rabbah? Vav. The beer v'cholzeh. So here comes the explanation. Rashi kumdanish faremferen dem nikud oifem vord vayeshakeyu. Rashi is not setting out here to explain to us why there are dots on the word vayeshakeyu. Vorem vigeret kam vam has discussed already many times. As is Rashi nish mefarish al nikud n'tayre. Rashi doesn't necessarily explain every time there are dots on a word in the tayre. He doesn't always explain it. So in other words, it doesn't bother him that there is dots on the Torah and then he has to explain. He doesn't have to explain. In other places, he doesn't explain it. The funus moch, from this it's clear, as the inin anikud as azevi yater, that when there are dots on a word, or in other cases there are words which are written with a yud or without a yud, in some places this way, in some places that way, and is nishkain kashim mikra. That isn't really a question that Rashi has to deal with in the context of Pshutosh Mikra. He doesn't have to explain why some places there is a Yud or not a Yud in a certain word or Vav. And the same way, he doesn't have to explain why there are dots on a word. Therefore, he has no need. It's not necessary that Rashi has to explain the dots. Saiden, unless B'Shas is Faram Balav Unless there is another question that is there anyway, other shverekaid or a difficulty in in understanding the meaning of the word, dan brings Rashi on his mefarish become a mekemes. Then Rashi explains in a number of places the nikud why the, 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 the dots and how they explain that difficulty. Other than sometimes he says in this case it's written without a yud to explain another matter which is difficult to understand. But on its own, he has no need to explain why there's a yud or not, or why there are dots. Because in that, with that explanation of why the dots appear, or why the yud appears, or doesn't appear, that explains the simple meaning of the difficulty that Rashi finds. Rashi is not struggling with the dots, He's struggling with another question that comes up. It's mind-boggling that Esav is suddenly transformed. He came, he hates Yaakov. How does he suddenly love Yaakov? He's kissing him, he's embracing him. So we know that what's written earlier in the Torah that he hated Yaakov. Biza Vilam Harganen, and it says that he wants to kill him. Yaakov, Rivka told Yaakov that your, your brother is planning to kill you. And we know that he still hates him 20 years later. It's more than 20 years even. And he comes with 400 soldiers, 400 men. What is he coming with 400 men for? Obviously, he's, he's planning to wage war against Yaakov. So, on with all that in our background, we we know this 
the hate that he has and that he still hates him and that he's coming to wage war against him how does he suddenly trend all of a sudden he loves him, he's kissing him he's embracing him that's what Rashi is struggling with is Rashi Mevar as Rashi explains that the, the fact that he embraced him was something extraordinary he, he suddenly felt a feeling of compassion for him and the reason why is what caused him to suddenly feel this feeling of compassion because he saw Yaakov bowing down to him constantly again and again so he saw that Yaakov means no harm and that he doesn't really hate him and so on so he had a feeling of oh I had you know nice guy and so on that's what caused him to have this unusual feeling of compassion for him or unexpected feeling of compassion in fact in this matter there is no dispute Rashi doesn't bring any two opinions there's no opinions everybody agrees that's the meaning of the Pasuk that when he embraced him it was in response to his bowing down and it was uh, he felt compassion but then when it comes to the word and he kissed him which is not, an, not merely an expression of great feelings, love and so on that he, he embraced him but this expresses an even further feeling of uh, compassion and, and love and so on in his heart as so far so biz that it's not enough to him to express his feelings of love by saying how much he loves him not even by doing an act of love which is to embrace him which he already did but he goes even further and he even kisses him and the, even a child sees what a kiss means a child also experiences that when, his, when you, uh, his mother embraces him it's one level of love when she kisses him it's a much more it means something more than just embracing him he sees it in his relationship you know how his parents treat him that there's a difference between just embracing him or kissing him as well so therefore it's, it no longer makes sense to say that because he saw him bowing down he was so overcome with feelings of love that he had to kiss him in addition to saying how he loves him and embracing him that this should transform him to such a degree from a feeling of absolute hate that he wants to kill him he suddenly goes the, in completely the other direction uh, with such a great love that even after he already embraced him still feels the need to kiss him that still needs to be explained so therefore to this Rashi says wait a minute it has dots on it the dots teach us and explain what's going on 
something that we need to know in order to understand these psukim. When kumt learning, it comes to teach us v'nikud b'chol makom, just like that's everywhere in the Torah come to teach us. As the v'ishakei was given a shvacha that the kiss was not um, a full, full-on sincere kiss. It's true, it wasn't this great feeling of a kiss that he just had to express his love in an even further way. No. It wasn't an expression of true love. That's what the dots teach us. We have difficulty understanding why does he suddenly have the need to kiss him? Yeah, it wasn't a real kiss. And Rashi explains it this way. There is a difference of opinion about this. The fact that this, that the kiss was not real, can be explained in two ways. Some people interpret these dots to say that he didn't really mean to kiss him sincerely. Even though when we talk about the embrace, that he had a feeling of compassion for him, which is what led him to kiss him, is the embrace and the feeling of compassion was true, was real, as we know from the previous Rashi. So that's one opinion. So, but when it came to the kiss, we don't suspect that that Asa went that far. is, but another opinion is as that his feelings of compassion were warmed up, became more inflamed at that moment. And he did kiss him sincerely. That after he embraced him, which came as a result of him feeling a bit of compassion because he saw him bowing down and so on, it triggered a little bit of um, a, a feeling for him. Then he embraced him, so that caused is that moment when he embraced him when he embraced him he suddenly felt a feeling of inflamed passion for him he had a feeling of a warm burning feeling of feel, a feeling until he kissed him sincerely fully but since the feeling was only a, a momentary feeling at that moment he feel, it felt that way he truly did feel that way and he kissed him sincerely but since it was only that moment it was only a temporary thing therefore in the end it's not a real, thing, a real feeling of love and that's what the dots are telling us that the feeling although at that moment was real but since it's not a real feeling of love, so therefore it doesn't mean that suddenly he was all lovey-dovey with Yaakov. It's just a very temporary thing. That's what the dots tell us. The kiss was temporary. But at that moment, it was real. So in other words, the dots say the same thing according to both opinions. That it wasn't a real kiss. The question is how unreal. Was it even at that moment fake? Or was it just at that moment it was real? But in the end, he wasn't uh, in love with Yaakov. And therefore, it was in the end, it's not a real kiss because it's, it's just momentary. Zion. 
In order to emphasize that even according to Rajbi that he did kiss him sincerely, is this nish given by mitis in the end it wasn't real because it didn't last. And that the dots do in fact diminish the meaning of the word and he kissed him is Rashi Medayik. Rashi emphasizes, makes the point to bring Rashbi that he and as an introduction he he quotes what Rajbi said halacha he biadua that it's a rule that we know why does he have to say that we asked earlier this is the reason he has to say it halacha meant adin halacha means it's a law that's the meaning the general meaning of the word halacha azachvos kenzach nishbait that means something that's unchangeable immutable this is how it is it doesn't change. Even a child knows that. Even though he's not learning Mishnah Gemara yet, he knows it anyway. Because he sees in daily life. You can't change. He sees it in the way his parents. You know, that's Mukta. No, I know, but no, you can't change it. It's Mukta, you can't uh, touch it. And the same thing, Rashbi is saying the same thing in this case. The sin of an of Yaakov's Kenzach Nishbaitin. The hate that Yaakov ha, has to Yaakov is unchangeable. It doesn't change. It's a law. It's sort of, it's written in stone that Esav hates Yaakov. That doesn't change which is similar to the literal meaning of Allah which doesn't change so then why did he kiss him here if it's a law that Esav hates Yaakov so why did he kiss him it's just because at that moment he had this feeling a real feeling of love and he did kiss him sincerely at that moment but in the end, it's not changeable. He didn't change Esav's attitude to Yaakov. That we find similar things in Allah as well. That it's possible that even a halacha, there could be a temporary suspension of a halacha. For instance, the story of Elio on the Mount Carmel, where Kamarat Carmel is up in Haifa, and the Beis Hamikdash and the Mizbeach are down in Yerushalayim, and Elio made a confrontation between the prophets of the idol Baal and the Jewish and himself, and they brought carbonas. Where up on Har Carmel, it's prohibited, strictly prohibited, to bring a carbon outside Yerushalayim, outside the Beis Hamikdash. So how did he do it? Because it was only a temporary suspension of the Allah. Elio and Abi didn't say from now on it's okay to do that. That's prohibited. But now, as a prophet, I'm telling you that it's okay to do a temporary carbon and on Harakarmel that was permitted. So even though they made a change on Harakarmel, that's Demelt is there too. It doesn't mean as the Allah gebitten that the Allah changed. The Allah didn't change. The Allah from Isra Krava Bebama is betakva, the prohibition to bring a carbon on a personal mezbeach outside the base of remains in, in force. Oich demelt, even when 
Elio Anavi is doing it. The halacha, the law that you're not allowed to bring a person, a carbon outside the base of Middash, is in force. Nor is given but only this temporarily, this time, there was a temporary uh, um, prophecy that Elio had that he should do it at that time. So Makrazain, them carbon Babama, to bring this carbon on his personal Mizbeach that he built over there. So here too, the law is that Esav hates Yaakov, but there's possible that there should be a temporary change for a few minutes, that he suddenly has a feeling of compassion for him, that's possible. As we already learned earlier, as Yaakov is given Ishtam, that Yaakov, by the way the Torah defines him, is a artless person, a person incapable of being devious. He's undevious. But when Esav came along and through his deviousness he was trying to fool his father, trick his father. You know, Esav behaved, uh, uh, pretended to be concerned with all matters of Allah and so on, even though he was going around killing and pillaging and so on. So he, that caused because Esav tricked his father, therefore Yitzchak mistakenly wanted to give those brachas which really should have gone to Yaakov, he wanted to give it to Esav. Because he thought, because of Esav's tricks, deviousness, he thought that Esav was careful about the mitzvahs. Therefore Yaakov had to respond, as his father said, your brother came with deviousness. That's the simple meaning of Bemirma. But over here, the word bemirma, which normally means deviousness, but this, here it's uh, the kind of deviousness as gam that even Yitzchak concluded, and I still think he should be blessed. The blessing should remain with him. Vile, the reason is because the das, their mirma, over here, the, the word bemirma means bechachma. It means he came with smarts, with, with wisdom not with deviousness, because Yaakov is a tam, but he did have to employ a certain type of a change to his nature, nature, a temporary change to his nature, and therefore he did it in a way that was not the straight path. Ches. Based on this, it's also understood now, number one, why Rashi doesn't bring it in the way that Avaz the Rabnasim brings it, which says, he didn't kiss him truthfully, or the other opinion, the is that this kiss was truthful. Why can he say that? Because according to both opinions, even according to Rashbi, it wasn't a, a true kiss. But in Emes, because truth doesn't have to, is not subject to change. So you could say, at that moment, it was, he had a feeling. But since it was only temporary, you can't call it truth. The question is only, how not untrue was the kiss? According to the first opinion, even that temporary kiss was also not sincere. At that moment, at least, it was real. But since the rule is, the unchangeable rule is that Esav hates Yaakov, 
is a mitis, therefore it can't be called truth even at that time, even at that moment. A second point that is answered was Rashi bring Nishdum Loshna Sifri that Rashi doesn't use the uh, the words of the Sifri which we have, which says Nebhu, his feelings were transformed. Rachmav his compassion was transformed then by Yisushah. That rather Rashi writes, they were warmed, uh, f- inflamed. Because that would have meant that at that moment at least, his feelings were transformed from a feeling of hate to a feeling of love. So that's not true, but it wasn't a real feeling of love. All that happened was that at that moment he felt a feeling of compassion. He was inflamed and passioned with a feeling of compassion. At his moment, at that moment he was warmed up, inflamed, with a strong feeling of compassion. The third and the third point that it makes. And as Makdim as the state Bebrisa Sifri. Why does he tell us that it's written in the Brice of Sifri? As though Voltmingi can't learn them because otherwise we would have been able to say as the Loshan, Halachahi Biyadua is Allahavas is Khilakadrush Shibatayra. If he didn't write that it was in the Brisa of Sifri, we would have thought that Sifri, which Medrish, generally you could say that in the the meaning of the word uh halacha, in the context of Drush, of Medrash, um, is not meant to be taken literally a halacha, an unchangeable bracha, but rather a reis being the maskana from the brash, it just, it's there as a, a word to express what is being said in the inter, in this Medrash. The Ribazok Rashi, therefore Rashi says, Das is Bebraisa de Sifri, that is written in the Braisa of Sifri, Das is in the Chelek HaHalacha Shabbatayra, Raisa of the Sifri is not really a drush kind of a teaching, but rather halachic teachings. It's not a, the kind of teaching that is taught by regular medrash, nor does halacha in dini This is a law as, as understood within the context of halachic teachings, as Esav Sainal Yaakov, that Esav hates Yaakov, and therefore it is unchangeable. That's the point that Rashi is making that the word halacha is meant to be taken literally as halacha, not just as a drush, that it's not, not literal halacha. Tess. Mendafa b'fashtema, we still need to understand. Vos is the hechrechem shutashal mikra. What is the, why are we, why is it necessarily, according to the simple meaning of the Pasuk, as noshke b'chol that he did kiss him, uh, you know, sincerely. Ba'adar abit. In fact, the contrary would be more make more sense. Vibal does Rashbia lein zokt, since Rashbia himself is the one that says halachi biyudua sheisaynu Yaakov, that the rule is the halacha is that Esav hates Yaakov. Hatadukiken va'adar abegedavti he could have, and in fact he should have learned to to understand this pasuk as loynosh kibuchol libay that he didn't kiss him sincerely. Why is pshutashol mikra? That he did kiss him sincerely. Is the beer bazessa? The explanation is from the Gansen Hemshacha Parsha is Mashma. From the whole context of how the Parsha unfolds, the story unfolds, it seems as Esav is dan gishtanin and agresa is rakshas. That Esav was in a, was 
excited. He f- had a feeling for Yaakov. The Pesach is like Mamshech as it uh, continues there, right after the word that he kissed him, and they cried. Crying is, of course, an expression of deep feelings or, or excitement. Or and we see this also in the uh, continued conversation of Esav. He said, Yaakov was presenting it with this magnificent gift, a magnanimous gift, and Esav said, "No, you keep what uh, what you have. I don't need it. It's fine." These, and then he continued later at Sigana Imcha. Why don't you let me escort you? I'll come with you. We'll walk together. We'll travel together. Mina or I'll give you. I'll give you a people, I'll send some of my people to be there to protect you and so on, they should walk with you. So he was, he was being generous. Therefore, it's difficult in the simple understanding of how this whole thing is unfolding, it's difficult to say, that this was all externally, it didn't really mean any of it seriously. When as Esav Hatem that he didn't really mean what he was saying he wasn't really sincere in all of these offers and, and these feelings crying and kissing and the far on Rajbi, that's why Rajbi accept, accepts that at the moment then he was feeling that way and did kiss him sincerely based on this we'll understand but the two Pirushim in Pirush Mikra now we can understand why Rashi feels that both of these interpretations are actually equal in how they express the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Well, Rashi is the far magdim which is the reason that he does the introduction that there are there's a uh, difference of opinion about this which tells us that they're both equal. And the reason that they're equal is because according to both exp- uh, explanations we have the same question according to the first opinion that he didn't really kiss him sincerely that leaves the question but look at it he, he's crying he offers all these uh, generous offers it's hard to say that he didn't really mean it sincerely from those from the continuation of the story, it seems that he really was sincere. but on the other hand, according to Rashbi, we have a question that he kissed him wholeheartedly. It leaves the question: He hated him with a passion. How does he suddenly kiss him sincerely? Therefore, both of them have difficulty. To say that he that he <coughs> really kissed him sincerely, difficult. He hated him. To say that he didn't mean it sincerely, look how he's talking, look how he's, what the offer he's making. So both of them have a difficulty. And therefore Rashi considers both of them to be equal. Whichever way you look, he answers both opinions, but they're both equal in understanding what's going on. Yud. A Talmud Mamulach uh, a student that is especially gifted, a gifted student, could still ask the question. Sof, sof, in the end, bottom line, 
Since is the one that makes it known to us and emphasizes how Esav hates Yaakov, it's in fact the halacha that he hates him. How is it that he should be the one, but Zolernin should be the one to say, that at that moment he was sincere and that he did kiss him uh, sincerely? So why is it? How is it that Rashbi is the one that says that? Does Rashi Meramis Rashi alludes to this? Then Bir Durch bringing them Shem Balamayim Rashbi by telling us who it is that uh, that it's Rashbi that explains why he could say that. Rashbi is given this man from Golus Rashbi lived in the time of the terrible times of the Roman Empire. Was Esav Edom, which Esav is Edom, as we know. In Asmam Fungzerus Koshus of Eden, he was lived in a time when there were terrible decrees against the Jews by the Romans. When if Emma Lembefrat, in fact, him personally, they were they were hunting for him personally. Bizard Gedafta and Fleifen from the Rimaim, he had to escape from the Romans. Was a Bahaltin Amaira Yud Gimoshani had to hide out in a cave for thirteen years to avoid the uh, the hunt of the. Romans, Afopi Kengifintman. Still, we find as Beshasma had gedav gain kainroimi, but that when there was a need to travel to Rome, so Mavatos and Xera there was a particular Xera, a few Xeras against the Jewish people, and they needed somebody to go there and petition on behalf of the Jewish people. Had megeshik Rashbi, they sent specifically Rashbi, even though he was enemy number one. The reason was because he miracles happened for him. So let's send him. Notwithstanding the great hate that the Rome, the Romans had to the Jews, the the government at least, particularly, particularly, he he was successful in averting those decrees by a miracle. As he did a miracle. The miracle was that he met up with a demon who offered his help, and the demon went and and, and uh, what is it called? He possessed the daughter of the king of the Roman uh, emperor, and she became she went off the train and she became crazy. And when Rajbi came and he saw the you know that she was possessed, he knew what happened. So he said, "I can save your daughter." And he, he called upon the demon to leave her, and the demon left her, and she became normal again. So the king was so thankful, he said to him, What can we do for you? That's what he's saying here now. Amalohini said to them, Ask me whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. And he took them into the inner sanctum of where he kept his treasures and so on, all the important things. So when they, they went into the treasure, they didn't want treasure. They went, they looked for that decree, the paper with the decree. They tore it up and the decree was over. That's how they were, they were able to avoir, avert this decree. And who was this? It was Rajbi, who was enemy number one. So he holds that this is, was the way, that's what happened with Yaakov and Esau too. As Yaakov has given him a lumet benisim, the Yaakov who also miracles happened for him, 
had gepoiled of Esav and he was able to have that effect on Esav even though it's a rule that Esav hates Yaakov but he had a miraculous effect on him as that at that moment he felt different and kissed him sincerely just like the Romans didn't become lovers of the Jews and they'd become lovers of Rajbi but that moment they, they gave him what he wanted and that's what Rashi is alluding to telling us when he tells us that this happened to Rajbi that explains how this came about this also fits with the way the type of Aveda that Rajbi did in the, according to Kabbalah and so on the way he behaved we find that when they left the, the cave that they were in for 12 years the 13th year came after this Rabalazar, his son, because he was uh, a recluse, he was away from reality for 12 years, he was submerged in learning. So wherever he saw somebody plowing, he said, what are they wasting their time plowing? They could be studying Torah. And because of his, he was upset, the thing burst into flames or it was something happened to that uh, field. So whatever he burnt or destroyed, Habamasa Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon would heal it, would fix it. Does haste to say the from Master of Shimon is the Anhaga does his Masim invelt. In other words, Reb Shimon, he conduct conducted himself like he was back in the cave, higher than the world. Reb Shimon went according to the path, but this is the world. We have to deal with the way the world is. Nishvi is Darzain not the way he would have expect we would have expected Reb Shimon to do. Reb Shimon was a person that was completely submerged in the study of Torah, and he himself had no sh- connection to any worldly matters. But he was able to function the way the world needed him fu- to function. According to the way the normal behavior of Reb Shimon and his colleagues, and that they all had that common denominator. They conducted themselves in a way that their life was Torah. The normal approach would be that anything other than Torah is something that they want nothing to do and it can go whatever. Let it fall apart. But on the still, Rajbi was the one that fixed all those things in the world. To make it work as the world needs it to happen. So in a similar way, and even more than that, Rashbi says, I could remove any judgment from the world. I have the power to be able to fix everything in the world. No one should be punished and so on. Thus lifter, when he says to exempt what he meant by that was not that I could get everybody to do tshuva and therefore nobody would be punished that, that's not called exempt everybody from punishment nor the welt state in din but rather what it means is that the world will be in a situation where it's being judged because things are not going the way they should necessarily 
is air, but Rashbi soivul kol avinaseim. I, because of my great uh, standing, I would be able to tolerate and carry all the sins and I would be able to exempt them from any punishment. Thus, in a prat, in a certain sense, is thus filgresser, ufto. This is even a greater accomplishment than transforming the world in other words getting everybody to do tshuva would have been one thing but while they didn't do tshuva still to be able to get them off that's a greater accomplishment because if you change the world they all do tshuva then you've transformed them then it's no longer a matter the, you would have transformed the, any evil that exists in the world and there's no more evil in the world over here Sokht Rajbi says Rajbi as a lukus ken de greichenim umpoilt oich in the mata vier is mata he says I know that godliness can permeate the world as it stands in a filthy ugly evil world and with the evil in its place and still I could make it I could exempt it from any judgment so not that he transformed the world and, and brought it up a notch but the world will remain what it is and yet it will be it will be exempted and the same is true here the pu'uluf in Yaakov of Esav the effect that Yaakov and Esav is nished in them as Esav also tshuva it's not that he tr- it transformed Esav and Esav become, became a tzaddik in the tshuva not as Esav zayindik in the maimad of Esav but Esav remained Esav and it's still the, the, the law the rule that Esav hates Yaakov remains in place even in that state he is able to cause him to have a feeling of of love to, to Yaakov temporarily and that he kissed him sincerely just like Rajbi even while the world is its evil place it's still he's able to transform it not transform it but to exempt it Yud Beis the Fun Hotman the Hirof and this is a lesson to us that the Klolos of them Klolos V'cholos Ma'afun Golos Edeim Unibedik Tzavos we have a lesson in, on the time of our Golos in Edeim which is Golos Edeim and it's a lesson which goes in both extremes. On the one hand, you can't rely on goyim, malchus edim, the edim kingdoms. We know that the rule is that they hate us. We can't rely on them. We can't trust them. On the other hand, Hayid has the ability, the power, to pile enough Esav and to have an effect on Esav even Esav remains Esav and he hates a Jew that there should be a temporary change and that he should feel sincerely that he wants to kiss in other words he will extend kindness to a Jew that he should help a Yid and to give a Jew everything that they need like a government to give them what they need even to be of assistance for a yid to do what he needs to do as a yid. Because 
that can all that happens when a yid is firm in his behavior according to Torah mitzvahs. A feel in the matzav agolus even in the situation of golus and is unfazed by the goyim and by their goyishkeit by their being goyim. He and their behavior is goyim. He's unfazed by that. And in fact, he tells Esav that I am unfazed by you. As, as Yaakov said to Esav, I lived with Rilavan, the evil man, and I kept the whole Torah mitzvah while I was there. So in other words, he makes it known to Esav that I, I intend to be dedicated to Torah mitzvahs. And by this, it becomes fulfilled. state in the Torah, what it says in our Torah of this week, from the parsha Chazayin Avadia Koy Amar Hashem. This is the vision of Avadia Koy Amar Hashem Alekim Lo Edaim. This is what Hashem said to Edaim about Edaim. Was Avadia Gera Edaim Mehaya Avadia? The one that prophesizes this was actually a convert from Edaim himself. Behind the Amar Inshin, this is what it said. The people say it's an expression that people say. That in order to chop down a tree, you have to have a wooden, you need a piece of wood from the tree in order to chop down the tree. So, if, in order to subdue Edom, you needed a convert from Edom, Avadia, to do that. Until we get to the end of the parish, that the, they will come up on Hartzim, to judge the uh, mountain of Esav and then punish Esav and then Hashem will have full reign of the world this is already also prophesied in our parsha. as a result of Esav kissing Yaakov and he said let's travel together was Esav's offer and Yaakov accepted the offer and he said, well, we'll not travel together you'll go ahead I'll catch up with you in Seir but what Yaakov meant was not that um, he wasn't planning on travel to Seir at that time, what he meant was in the time of Mashiach I'll catch up with you on Har Seir as it says then when Mashiach comes that's when we'll meet up on Har Esav and that uh, this, this should all happen through the true Gula through Mashiach Sitkenu.